this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It is a Tuesday, the 18th of July, the year of our Lord, 2023. As I said in the previous hour... And talking to Don Jr. and Kerry Lake and uh, Mercedes Schlapp, uh, this is just not a situation that deals in the United States. It's global. Uh, two things a day. We now know that uh, Jack Smith uh, is going full election interference. It looks like he's uh, sent a target letter to President Trump from the J6 grand jury. You've got this other indictment that's going to take place in, uh, in Georgia. That's a given. Uh, you know, somebody said, hey, Jack Smith's got another 65 indictments of President Trump. They're going to do everything. To defeat him because now his polling, Harvard Harris has got him up six over Joe Biden. Polling out today on morning consult, I think Joe Biden's approval is like 28% among adults. It's absolutely cratering. Um, today was the, uh, was the target letter, but also, almost as importantly, 16 citizens in Michigan who are just sitting there assisting with the members of the GOP, the RNC, grassroots activists who were they're helping to make sure that the electors were properly certified and they had these alternative electors that was set up by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Yes, that act that they changed in the middle of the night and dumped it into the omnibus bill with no debate, that, that same Electoral Count Act of 1887. Uh, they were indicted today. Average age, I think, is like 72 years old. So they're coming after people just to show that they can intimidate and, and break the Trump movement. But this is just not in the United States of America. This is a global problem. Nigel Farage, as we know, a couple of weeks ago, was canceled by, it'll start with one bank. It looks like he's going to all his banks. And I think they lied about it. It's supposed to be an administrative error or you couldn't get straight, you couldn't get a straight answer. Now you get a straight answer. Nigel Farage was canceled by his bank, D-Bank. Wait for it. Because he's the leader of the Brexit movement. He gave the United Kingdom, he fought and gave the citizens of the United Kingdom their sovereignty back. Uh, he's associated with being uh, uh, on the watchtower about immigration, illegal immigration, which is destroying France right now, which they're having a firestorm up in the Scandinavian countries, and you see on our southern border. Also, I think they mentioned Donald Trump and his support for America First and MAGA and all, all of it, and I really want to welcome Nigel Farage who stayed up late across the pond to join us. Nigel, I saw the blazing headline in the story in the Daily Mail. Can you start at the beginning and just walk through exactly what's happened to you and now what we find out, the details from Coots Bank? Yeah, this should worry all of us in the Western world. As the center of gravity has shifted to the left amongst our corporate woke elites, I got a phone call one day to say the bank I've been with, the bank I've been with for 43 years, um, had decided to close my personal and business accounts. I asked the reason why, I wasn't given one. I got a letter. It just summarily said, we're closing your accounts. No reason given, there never is. I complained. I got a letter, uh, I got a phone call rather back, saying they were doing it for commercial reasons. And they briefed the BBC 
that I didn't have sufficient money in my account. Now, you can get data subject access requests. You can legally put in a letter to say, give me your personal information on me. And it came back in the last two days. And basically, the committee said he does have enough money. He is a viable customer, but his views, opinions and associations do not align with the bank's values and purpose. So I've been cancelled for political reasons. I've done nothing wrong. Uh, there are no uh, criminal indictments or convictions against me of any kind at all. I just happen to believe in a sovereign Britain. And Steve, here's the thing that links America and the UK. Brexit in this document is mentioned 86 times. Russia is mentioned 144 times. I'm a reputational risk to the bank because of allegations made against me uh, by Guardian journalists that somehow I'm linked to Russia and Russia funded the Brexit campaign. Does that have a familiar ring for you with the MAGA movement? 100%. I mean, and the Guardian's obsessed by this, although they always get it wrong. I want to go back. I just wanted for our, our American audience, we have a global audience and a big audience in Britain. Everybody knows that Nigel's the number one uh, TV uh, commentator now with the biggest show. And what's just so shocking about this, is this Coots Bank? I thought Coots Bank was the Queen's Bank. I thought this was like the most stayed, the most stable. They didn't make moves like this. What, what, what's going on? Is that the bank that's the core of the issue here? Well, yeah, you're right, Steve. They've been around for 327 years. They are bankers to the late Queen, to the current King, uh, to many of the most prominent people that have lived through the centuries in our country. But they literally, from within, have been taken over by a radical liberal left agenda. They are now, I mean, you know, I'm told that I don't fit their policies on inclusion and diversity. Um, in the notes, it says, I was critical of BLM. I called BLM Marxist. Well, I wasn't wrong about that. It, they, they've just been hijacked, literally at, at corporate level, they've been hijacked. And it isn't much different, different in America. But here's the scary thing. All of us, Britain, America, the Western world, every one of us has a credit profile with the international ratings agencies. And the biggest of them all is called Refinitiv, right? Stephen K. Bannon is on there on Refinitiv and, you know, they will assess your credit worthiness and whether you're good to be a customer for a bank. And 49 of the world's leading 50 banks use Refinitiv. They've done a deal with British banks this week whereby they can monitor social media comments of any of those account holders. So here's the point, you know, they put in keyword searches, and I tell you what, if the banks cancel me for political reasons, well, goodness knows who else they can cancel. And this is an extension of the attempt that you're seeing in America to eradicate Trump, to eradicate the people around him. This could go to a much bigger level. And Steve, if we don't fight this and don't win, we're in danger of finishing up with a communist Chinese style social credit system, where the only way you can participate fully in life is to agree with the prevailing orthodoxy of the day. So this is a very, very big fight. What I'm going through now is a symptom of this bigger problem that you highlight on War Room every day. Nigel, here's what's disturbing. I mean, what they did is is outrageous because they're essentially just trying to put you out of business and try to put you even out of having a uh, a settled personal life. But 
not only, and I would argue, one of the most important figures in modern British political history, maybe all British political history, because you led the fight for the people to get their sovereignty back in the United mm-hmm. Kingdom. You also kind of out of nowhere started up, and now you're the top-rated uh, commentator on, on a show that really drives a network that has an alternative view uh, of, uh, of uh, politics and culture and civilization in the United Kingdom that's obviously working because it's the number one. It's very popular. I see your stuff all the time. What's most disturbing to me about this, as bad as it was about shutting you down, was the way the establishment came out together to lie about it. What didn't the bank brief <laughs> BBC? I mean, for weeks and weeks and weeks, we heard this. Oh, and people, you know, these guys are calling. Is he involved in nefarious activities? Are they funded by the Russians? There was a, as bad as their initial crime was. Their cover up brought it out that they briefed people, but they put the word out that no. And then when you found out what the facts were, they went after Nigel Farage because he's a leader. He's a populist leader that stands up for the sovereignty of British citizens and the sovereignty of his nation, right? And that's in the report, page after page after page. But they actively, never thinking you'd get to that, then went out and lied again about what was going on and kind of, as you said, briefed all the powers that be. Your assessment, sir? I mean, you know, a private bank briefed our national state broadcaster about my personal bank account balances, um, chose to use that as the reason for closing the account, and the BBC swallowed it hook, line, and sinker and publicised this. You know, Nigel Farage is being debanked because he's too poor to have a bank account. And the truth of it, and we've got absolutely got it to the letter, is that this was a decision made because I don't fit their values and their purpose. I don't suit their diversity and inclusion agenda. So they've lied in public. They've breached my confidence. The important thing to note is they're part of the same group as NatWest Bank. NatWest have 19 million customers in the United Kingdom. And Steve, when it all went wrong back in 2008 with the subprime crisis, we bailed out these banks. This bank is 40% owned by the British state. What they should be doing is trying to make money, look after the British taxpayers' investment. Instead of that, they're playing political games. And you know, this message now, that if they can come after me, they can come after you. It's getting stronger by the minute. I also think the timing is extraordinary, and here's why. Particularly for the last couple of years, you have been relentless, going down to the beach, tracking these things, taking your camera down. Even a couple of times I said, Nigel, what are we doing here? You have been relentless by saying this immigration issue is out of control. It's going to take down the United Kingdom. It's going to take down Ireland. It's going to take down all the British Isles. And we're going to have a bigger problem in continental Europe. And now you've had the situation in France the last couple of weeks. Isn't this somehow tied also that you have been at the ramparts and saying, I'm not backing down. I'm not apologizing. We are, this is beyond a ticking time bomb. And we're going to cause the destruction of our society and our culture. Do you think that's tied to it? Uh, and, And particularly what went on in France as it lit up and became a bigger issue in the United Kingdom, sir? I think it's part of it, Steve. But I think the truth is, that the globalists will never forgive me for 2016, just as they will never forgive Donald Trump and you for what happened in 2016. They will never, ever forgive. They've had their own way for decades. 
building these big, giant global structures, uh, taking, you know, rendering our votes almost meaningless. And yes, this battle over what is happening uh, with mass uncontrolled immigration, both legal and, of course, now illegal. Um, and, and I mean, literally, literally in their file on me, you know, I'm condemned for using even using the term illegal immigrants. So, yes, this is a part of it. But Steve, the truth is, you know, I'm fighting the globalist establishment on every single level. The immigration stuff is now becoming the most important part of it. But it is this this literally this desire for vengeance over the Brexit vote that I think motivates everything. And there is no there is no respect for anybody else with a different point of view. The whole document is written with malice and with deep, deep metropolitan upper middle class prejudice. It's horrible. But I tell you what, today they have been exposed in a major way. And that's why the Daily Telegraph and the Daily Mail are putting this story on their front page tomorrow. It is an absolute disgrace. It is a total scandal. It should not happen in a democracy. But the battle that we're all engaged on, on both sides of the pond, is we are literally fighting for the future of Western civilization. And these people are trying to cancel every single one of us. And, you know, those of us up at the front of this can only keep going if those behind getting on with their ordinary lives are prepared to stand up and speak out. Otherwise, we will literally lose everything that was built, fought for and defended. Two last things before I let you go, just to catch up. The situation in France, how do you, it's tamped down now, but directionally, where do you see that heading, sir? Catastrophic, Steve. It is absolutely catastrophic. I'm afraid that the, the banlieue, as they're known, the suburbs of the big French cities have, of course, been, in many cases, no-go zones for the police and the authorities for many, many years. Uh, I'm afraid you have a, a growing, young uh, Muslim population, uh, in many cases not working, living on benefits, disaffected, uh, in a condition where they can easily be radicalised, no respect for the law, uh, no belief, frankly, in the French state. It is a, a, a really worrying disaster, and I, I don't want to predict it, but there are senior voices in France saying that if this isn't gripped quickly, you could see a situation akin to civil war in French cities. And it is, I think, a big lesson, an object lesson for everybody. Immigration can be a great thing. America was built on immigration to become the greatest country in the world. But you have to have things in common. Different groups of people, if they have things in common, they combine, work together and form a nation, have a collective sense that the nation is an extension of your own family. And in France, it's going in the opposite direction. It's very, very scary. The Wall Street Journal's got a big story about how Europe's getting poorer by the year, the middle class and the working class. Uh, you just had your, I think, Ministry, Minister of Defense has uh, resigned. I think he talked about there's going to be a war. Britain would be involved in a major war in the next 10 years. You're one of the smartest practical military historians I know. This Ukraine situation, the Ukraine situation on the eastern border, uh, how is that, to you, how is that going to play out? Right now, we're out of ammunition. We're sending cluster bombs. <laughs> We're not doing what we have to do in the South China Sea. You guys are even up against it even more, and you've got even tougher uh, budget restrictions. How does this play out, Nigel? Stalemate, Steve. This will be a stalemate. I, I sense this war, this battle, these battles that are going on 
in Ukraine will be going on for years to come. You know, we heard so much about the big Ukrainian spring offensive. It would appear uh, to have petered out. Uh, the Russians are well dug in, defending their territory. I sense this will result in stalemate and go on for years. Uh, but all the while, we fixate on it. And, and yes, it's awful and a huge number of people are being killed. None of it's justifiable. But the real worry, I suspect, is somewhat further to the east. The real worry is that under President Xi, in the last 10 years, we've seen China militarize to the most astonishing degree. And that's what Ben Wallace, the resigning British Defense Secretary, is saying. He's saying, boy, we better be ready, because if China decide to go to war, it'll be unlike anything we've ever seen before. And the odd thing is that we're at this very, very dangerous, potentially very dangerous moment. And yet senior figures barely want to even discuss it. It's real. Nigel, your show is a massive hit. How do folks get it here in the United States and how do they follow you on social media? Uh, GBnews.com um, is, is, is how you get the channel. Nfarage.com is how you get me. Um, all very straightforward, pushing hard, working hard. Steve, like you, trying to shift agendas, getting little victories, uh, but the stakes just get higher and higher. Nigel, I think you see in this situation uh, how dangerous the globalists think you are. It's a great, you should wear it as a badge of honor. I understand it's been very difficult, but this incident tells you everything you need to know about how important Nigel Farage is, how vital he is, and how the established order thinks he's dangerous. Sir, honor to call you a friend and honor to have you on here. A pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Nigel Farage. Natalie Winters, you've probably done more than any individual in this country in investigating the Chinese Communist Party. When you look at what's happened here in the last 24 hours with the, with the, with the uh, attacks on President Trump, you got these indictments in Michigan, you had you know, the timing last night, we now find the FBI um, uh, special agent in Delaware is saying he backs up the IRS. And you look at the investigative report, particularly the new story you're breaking now, but just overall, and Ben Wallace is, is punching out saying, hey, um, the Ukraine, yeah, that's important, but the Chinese, what they're doing in their military, et cetera, we're going to get a war here that's going to be something like we've never seen before in our life. Put that in perspective from your assessment of the Chinese Communist Party and, quite frankly, the lack of will of the American establishment to focus on the true issue is in this nation, not MAGA, not America first, not Donald Trump, but the, China, the rise of a, a criminal organization in Beijing financed by the West, the Chinese Communist Party. Sure. Well, if you take the politics out of the indictment of Gail Luft and you actually read it and understand what exactly he's being charged with from the Department of Justice, and I know we spoke about this, I think, last week, it shows that the Chinese Communist Party really with cold hard evidence, has been waging a full-blown crusade to influence and infiltrate every single aspect of the United States government. And that's, of course, something that the war room posse knows very well. It's something I've been covering for a long time. Um, but that's really the stunning admission from this indictment. And I think what this, to, at least to me and my curiosities, sort of is the logical next step on this indictment and just more broadly what it proves is that the Chinese Communist Party wasn't just keen on infiltrating the policies of the Trump administration. That's what they say uh, Gail Left was trying to do. They have used these same tactics 
on every single aspect, every single agency, not just of the federal government, but the mainstream media, the think tankers, the academics, uh, the talking heads, uh, even staff members of politicians. And thank God that we had Donald J. Trump, not only because he actually shut down a lot of these Chinese Communist Party influence operations, particularly those uh, emanating from what's called the United Front Work Department. But the point is that they were unsuccessfully, or rather unsuccessful in their ability to infiltrate the Trump campaign. You see that with the policies that come out. And if you read the Yale Left indictment, that's sort of the eventual conclusion, right? James Woolsey, the person that they were trying to get embedded in the Trump campaign, he was never given any serious position. But I think what we need to come and and really reckon with and grapple with, particularly the people uh, in Congress, is that the Chinese Communist Party has been successful with every other presidential administration. Donald Trump was the anomaly. And particularly, we see that on full display right now with the Biden regime. And what I think is, is really the key point, too, is that it's not even just influencing or really compromising the Biden regime's approach to China. Right. It's not just that the Chinese Communist Party wants to distort narratives within the United States about the rise of China and push the, you know, Thucydides trap, uh, just fake, really news misinformation, whole just miscalculation of what exactly China's rise can be contributed to. But it influences and really has contaminated the Biden regime's ability on every single policy front, whether it's domestic energy production, the Ukraine crisis, its ability to deal with Russia and the Saudis, really their entire facing and footing on the global stage. So that's why I think that's the important takeaway from this Gail Left indictment. And it actually conversely sort of proves that Donald Trump really was one of the strongest, if not the strongest voices in administrations against the Chinese Communist Party because their efforts to influence and infiltrate his administration failed, and the same certainly cannot be said for Joe Biden. Rewind for a second and make sure all of our audience, and particularly international audience, understand this. Gail Luft came to the nation's attention a couple of weeks ago, right? When he, he came forward, and I think it was Miranda Devine and the folks at the New York Post who were so vital. In fact, Emma Jo Morris uh, testifies tomorrow. And she was the original person that we went to at the New York Post. She was the editor that got it all in motion to do the laptop from hell uh, that Miranda Devine and the team jumped on over there and, and published. The um, Gail Luff came forward a couple weeks and didn't exclu- had an exclusive or was up on the, on the New York Post. And it kind of blew your head up about what he was talking about, what he had seen, and also about the DOJ and FBI coming to Europe to, to, to uh, talk to him. A few days after that, next thing you know, they're dropping an indictment. Uh, and the indictment, when you read it, and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, they say he's a, a foreign agent, which you laugh at. You, you could, uh, uh, Natalie Winters alone could, uh, could give the information for a thousand senior people associated with the Democratic Party, Wall Street, big tech, um, the Biden regime that have been active foreign agents, right? Including starting with James and Hunter Biden. But this guy, and correct me if I'm wrong, when you get through all of it, he's talking about giving money 6000 bucks a month. They're trying to get to James Woolsey. I can think James Woolsey was a not, total non-event. I was the CEO at the 16 and kind of repivoted. One of the things I did was to make sure not just build the wall and the border and immigration, but we also, and one of the reasons we pierced the, the, the blue wall or whatever you want to call it, in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Ohio, 
in uh, Pennsylvania in eastern part of Iowa was to talk about the shifting of manufacturing jobs and about China. The people out there feel it. You don't have to sit in a boardroom and explain it like you have to do, as I know you feel, in New York City or at the University of Chicago or out in the Hamptons where they're kind of like, wow, I thought that they were our partner. Um, people there get it. Wolsey's a Grundoon to a Grundoon. I mean, he, yes, he was a CIA guy and head of CIA, but that was 20, 30 years ago when the Clintons were taking bags of cash from the Chinese generals. He never really had any serious involvement. He's one of these marginal hangers on. Isn't this, and maybe I don't have all the facts on what you walk through, but isn't this just to make sure they tarnish him and shut him up because he is an absolute hardwired whistleblower in this entire thing, ma'am? Entirely. It's probably the most, well, there are a lot of hypocritical indictments that come out of the Biden regime, but I think this, honestly, if you really get into the weeds of it, may very well be the most hypocritical indictment that has come from the Department of Justice. Not ju We're not just talking about Chinese Communist Party influence groups here, of which there are many. There are hundreds of currently active foreign agents, and I would argue thousands of currently active unregistered foreign agents operating under the auspices of the Chinese Communist Party. But why this is so brazen is because the Chinese group that they say Gail left was collaborating and liaising with was CEFC China Energy, which is the very same group that was paying Hunter Biden, even the Washington Post and the mainstream media admit it, millions of dollars. It's the same group that Hunter Biden uh, is, is on tape saying that he's in business with the, quote, spy chief of China, who is Patrick Ho, who ran basically all of CEFC China Energy's operations. And that the, the hypocrisy angle of this in indictment dovetails quite nicely with the story we put up today which proves, A, not only that we live in a country with a two-tier justice system, but really the extent of Chinese Communist Party infiltration, that something really is rotten here in the United States, and it, and it stinks of CCP. And that is that Paul Hanley, again, a name you've probably never heard of, but this is someone who was the China director on the National Security Council for President Obama and Vice President Joe Biden. I uncovered a document back in a, for, at a conference from 2013 that was hosted by a Chinese Communist Party-run think tank, where they're talking basically about America and China's shared future. And on that panel, the two speakers are Paul Hanley and none other than Gail Lucht. And also at this event is the president of CEFC China Energy, who's also intimately linked with the think tank that was hosting the event to begin with. So where is Paul Hanley's indictment? Because he's a member of the Uniparty and works at uh, uh, the Carnegie Endowment, which is where CIA Director Bill Burns used to be president of. He gets away with it. Hang on, hang on one second. We're going to get into all the connection. We'll take a short commercial break. Natalie is going to hold and join us on the other side. Short commercial break. Hang in there. You're in the war room. Be back in a moment. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, 
more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology, goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness-causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor 
plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, here's what I want to do, uh, Natalie, because this is going to be an ongoing series because it's going to get... I want to make sure we decomplicate it without taking away the complexity. Does that make sense? Um, I, I want to go back to Gail Luft, what he originally said, uh, and then what the indictment is. And in the indictment, I want you to hit rewind because... They say the, the amazing thing about the indictment, they actually bring up Patrick Ho. Am I wrong, but is Patrick Ho one of the centerpieces of the connectivity of the Biden crime family to taking money from CEFC and Chinese military intelligence? Patrick Ho is a spy. He's one of the senior, you know, either PLA intelligence or just state security intelligence officers. It's not me saying that. You have that on tape with Hunter Biden saying that. Talking about how the New York Times is all over him. So this thing, and I don't think uh, conservative media is actually walking this thing through and explaining it to people because this is going to be the foundational element. And this is tied to them coming after Trump harder and harder and harder and harder. They know they have to stop Trump because they know they have to stop the war room and they have to stop the anti-CCP movement. Because if you think about it, the, the, how ludicrous this is, Gail Luff comes forward. And I'm not saying Gail Luff is a, is a perfect human being. He comes forward but gives explosive um, evidence and talks about testimony he can give in this, uh, in this situation. And all of a sudden, he's indicted, and now he's off, and he, he can't talk to him because, you know, he's got this indictment. It really looks like bizarre, stupid charges. Miles Guo is the best source of information, and that's not me saying it. That's people who've been in the government before I even knew the guy, years before I knew the guy that have said that, about the inner workings of and the corruption and the money laundering into the United States and throughout the world of the Chinese Communist Party senior leaders. Right when he's called to go through the testimony on the trial of the guys that were raising money and basically with RNC donors, getting, you know, 20 million and 30 million and 40 million dollar bonuses for rounding up Miles Guo, the guy that got stuck with the, the rapper who really got hung out to dry of everybody else that was working on that, when he's subpoenaed by his attorney to come and testify, next thing you know, they've got him on some of the on some basic charge that he dealt with the SEC in the state of New York two or three years ago. My point is, is that this is lawfare that's just in your grill. And the DOJ is 1,000% weaponized. And we don't need another hearing by Jim Jordan to prove that. We just need to get on top of these cases. And I want to go back to your, your story today. People should understand CEFC is just not a Chinese energy company. It is that, but it's much more. It's really a capital market. It's like the, it's like the desk at Goldman Sachs. It is a capital markets, the trading, it's a capital markets allocator. It's a capital markets allocator for money for all of one belt in one road. 
which was and really a conduit for Western money to come in and assist them in this in this massive infrastructure uh, project that was going to tie together markets and really take away the nation state. This is she made that speech at Davos two days before Donald Trump's inauguration when the FT said he's shown us a vision for the future. This was going to be tying everything together with the infrastructure. We're going to have markets. They're going to be the producer. Europe is going to be, do component pieces and be end users. CFC was the centerpiece of getting that done, and that's why they had him in the West. And oh, by the way, the number two guy was Patrick Ho, who, guess what, is a senior intelligence asset or officer. That's up for debate. I think most people would say officer of the PLA or state security that was assigned to this and specifically assigned to the Bidens. So walk through your piece today, but I just want to make sure people understand that this gets to the heart of what the issue is. And anytime someone like Gail Luft or Miles Guo or others start to come forward and say, hey, hang on for a second, you got this going on here, you're going to see them roll up on, on bogus charges. What Gail Luft has presented, he knows and can testify to versus what this indictment, they made the indictment such a big deal and they got to move so quickly. It's really a nothing burger, isn't it? I mean, it's about some marginal thing that Woolsey, who's a non-event in the Trump campaign, is a non-event in anything dealing with the China policy. And I can state that for a fact because when we took the phone call from Taiwan and Tiger Yang and his henchmen came over, uh, James Woolsey wasn't on the list of people they wanted to talk to. That was uh, Stephen K. Bannon, Jared Kushner, uh, Dr. Peter Navarro, General Flynn, uh, not, you know, not some guy that's some marginal guy. And then to pay him, what, 6000 bucks a month, he's going to write a couple, of, what, a couple of articles in Weekly Standard. It, 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 isn't this the heart of this thing that now it's just so up in your grill how they're going to protect people that are at the heart of the connectivity between the Biden regime and their cronies? When I say cronies, from Kurt Campbell to, the, to Blinken and the West End executive crowd, all of it that you've done so much to document over the last couple of years. Natalie Winters. Well, no, this this really is the uh, the thing itself. And what I mean by that is when you look at the conduct of the Department of Justice, of the FBI, certainly here in the United States, but also certainly against people like Miles Guo and frankly, their efforts to take out Donald J. Trump, when we now know, again, we've known this for a long time, but when even the mainstream media is forced to admit that the Chinese Communist Party is trying to infiltrate every single aspect of American government, the only logical conclusion is that if they're going after the Trump campaign, they're going after the Biden campaign too. They're also going after the DOJ. We know they're going after the National Institutes of Health. We see that with things like the Thousand Talents Plan, of course, Anthony Fauci giving money to the Chinese Communist Party. So I really think that the story we put up today really underscores and sort of proves that a lot of the, the lawfare that's being waged against Donald Trump is motivated in part by the uniparty and the American elite's distaste for Donald Trump, primarily because of how much he detests and has taken on the Chinese Communist Party, which of course is the kind of economic and financial model of the American state um, and the World Economic Forum, the United Nations type uh, elite, who of course subscribe, like you said, uh, to the economic vision that Xi Jinping laid out, that the FT you know, gushed on about. But this story today specifically, I think, really proves with cold, hard facts that we are seeing lawfare. And I know that that's sort of an obvious conclusion 
But people, you know, put it, put it this way. If, if the Biden regime wants to say that the new precedent for getting indicted by the DOJ with like it being the news of the day, them making a huge deal about it is that you collaborated with CEFC China Energy and they threw in some Iranian charges in there and, and selling arms to some Libyans or something that's sort of a sideshow to a sideshow. But the, the, the guts of it really comes down to Chinese Communist Party infiltration and CEFC China Energy. If they want to make that now the new precedent for what it takes to be indicted in Joe Biden's America, then they're not going to have anyone to staff their entire administration with because they'll have to fire everyone because they'll all be awaiting trial because they are all, if not more so, compromised than Gail Luft is by the Chinese Communist Party. You bring up Kurt Campbell. That's another person who's been and, giving- and, and I want to tell the audience, I have, I have not had time to, to work through this with Natalie and I, we normally do go through the details of it, but this, this is the point I want to get to. Given your original research, from your days of the National Pulse and Rahim to now at the War Room, et cetera, how many, roughly, and you can round up, how many senior members of, uh, of the administrative state, the deep state, and or political appointees of the Biden regime do you think Given the standard they just used on Gail Luft, could you could go after and, and have a compelling case with evidence that you've seen on FARA violations? Uh, is it a dozen, two dozen, 30, 40, 50, more? We could probably add a, and I'm not telling you to do this, but a fifth hour to the show where we just list names, and we could probably do that sequence and series for months. Uh, going through all the top-level officials, and it goes all the way down to the Grundoons. I mean, put it this way, the fact that CIA director Bill Burns, someone who used to have the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, he's compromised beyond belief by the Chinese Communist Party. He was taking funds, not just from some innocuous group, you know, loosely linked to the Chinese Communist Party, but, but from an ardent arm of the political warfare department of the Chinese Communist Party that is meant to taint and capture American elites, to have them push policies favor, favorable uh, towards the Chinese Communist Party. He made sure that they could basically invade in some ways and take over the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. You can see some of the scholars underneath uh, his leadership at that institute. Uh, publishing straight up propaganda on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party and American media outlets. The Deputy Secretary of State, Wendy Sherman, has called Xi Jinping extraordinary, has taken trips from the Chinese Communist Party, uh, again, from these foreign influence groups. She's now, you know, helping undercut investigations into Xinjiang and what they're doing with the Uyghurs. And those are just two of probably the most prominent, like I said, the CIA director and Deputy Secretary of State. You can't get much more influential than that. You know, you got Jake Sullivan. All, and basically what it comes back to is that all of these people, even the ones who haven't been directly employed by the Chinese Communist Party, which there actually are some of those people, but those that haven't, they get put up as fellows and speakers and professors at leading American institutions like Yale, like Harvard's Belfer Center. Jake Sullivan is a perfect example of that. They get paid the big bucks to give speeches. Of course, they're all, always peddling the line that China's rise is great for America. And thanks to DC's uh, really complicitness and not reforming regulations so these universities have to disclose who's funding them, they basically can launder money from the Chinese Communist Party, which is giving tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars a year to these universities to sort of pay and astroturf these experts who then when they're in government, they know they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them. 
but virtually all of the leading, uh, I would say, voices within the Biden regime, all of the advisors, again, I've, I, those that haven't directly been employed by the Chinese Communist Party, they're all part of that establishment orbit, part of this university circle that's getting money from the Chinese Communist Party. And look no further than the Penn Biden Center, right? That's the perfect example. Why on God's green earth would the Chinese Communist Party be giving money to the University of Pennsylvania? It's not altruism. It's not freedom of speech or freedom of academic inquiry. And it's certainly not that, because why would they be giving any money to Penn in the first place? But it's just to create these fake experts to really manufacture this narrative that China's rise is a benefit for the United States. Now, I would argue, and this is getting very into the weeds, that was sort of the first phase of the information warfare campaign that they wanted to wage here in the United States. And they were very successful with that, as that's sort of the strap line of the establishment, right? We're going to change China. They won't change us. But now they've sort of bled into what I think is sort of the the second front of their information and narrative and messaging warfare. And that has to do more with normalizing the authoritarian and totalitarian tactics that we see coming out of the United States government. And I think people are left with the, frankly, very logical conclusion that people like Joe Biden, people like Hunter Biden, all of the Blinkens of the world who are running the Biden regime, it's not just that they were compromised financially, right? by their dealings with the Chinese Communist Party. Those financial transactions went to their head too. In other words, the ideological compromise is real. And when you wonder why our American government is so really keen and so eager to treat American citizens basically like the Chinese Communist Party does to non-party members in China, look no further than the Michigan indictment today, it's because they've normalized the behavior of the Chinese Communist Party because they're in business with them. So of course they're gonna act like them. So you can see it in their actions, but you can also see it in their bank records. And frankly, Steve, in some ways, I don't even blame them because if the most aggressive pushback that they're gonna get is you know stories that I publish on War Room that are censored by their own government-funded censorship industrial complex, and you're going to have committees up on the Hill that the best they can do is send a strongly worded letter or operate in lag time of like three to four months where I'm sure they'll hold a hearing on the story that I wrote, you know, half a year from now. Then I don't blame them. I, I mean, I would never take money from the Chinese Communist Party, but there's no ramification. There's no repercussion. They've created a wonderful ecosystem where they can get away with taking funds from the Chinese Communist Party. The media is not going to report on it because they're in on it. Half of, or I would say 80 percent of the Republican Party is in on it, too. And the 20 percent who are are censored, maligned as conspiracy theorists and have no real power because Kevin McCarthy's too busy taking money from Sequoia Capital, shutting down investigations into what we're talking about. Um, I want to say, I thought the hit you did last week was one of the best hits we ever had in War Room. Now, I want our audience to understand something. What this young woman just did in the last 10 minutes is get to the heart of the main thing. In fact, I was going to ask you about this, when the transition from just making money to, to this ideology, and you said it perfectly, so I want to cut that and make sure we send it out tonight. Natalie, America and China, you know, with the China Clippers and New England and, you know, uh, bringing Chinese labor over here to build the Transcontinental Railroad and other aspects of our world. America's always had an entrepreneurs and businessmen and government officials have always looked at the, the mythical, mystical nature of China and just think, have always thought you can make so much money over there or they have so much capital to do this. And that is the first phase of it you just laid out. Just the pure 
mesmerized by the money you can make, the associations. Kissinger's over there today is over 100 years old. But to understand this story and to understand the danger to the United States is exactly what you just nailed. There was some point in time that this transition to um, the apparatus and establishment in this country, uh, in Silicon Valley, Wall Street, and particularly the administrative state and the deep state, started to look at their model of state capitalism with an authoritarian control of it and said, that model's actually better than the model we have. That transition is, th this is exactly why this nation is in the problem it's in today. And this is why with President Trump, when he says, when, when on the war room, we said the biggest problem is the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, the gangster. And he says, no, the biggest problem is the administrative state. It's both correct. It's, it's, the, it's the interlocking nature of the administrative state and the Leviathan apparatus with the Chinese Communist Party and their entire business model. Ma'am, we got a couple of minutes, your, your assessment, because that, that was magnificent the way you laid it out. Well, thank you. I, I take after you. I try my best. <laughs> but no, the, the administrative state doesn't exist without the Chinese Communist Party, not just in ideology, but also in, in financing and, and compromise. And frankly, the, the evidence of that is that CEFC China Energy was a leading part. They had special, I think it's, uh, I forget the specific term, but special status with the United Nations. They were one of their like glowing examples of what it is to be a charity and a philanthropic organization with a political focus. And that's why when you say COVID-19 is a bioweapon, to call it a conspiracy theory is frankly one of the dumbest political takes I've ever heard because it totally negates the warfare, not just or not kinetic yet, but the information and political warfare that the Chinese Communist Party has already been waging on us for decades, where biological warfare would only be the logical next step. And when you see how the Chinese Communist Party really was laying the groundwork to have inroads, to have, have sort of made these connections with the global governance groups, the United Nations of the world, the World Health Organizations, the World Economic Forums, and of course, making inroads with conveniently uh, the Biden regime who just happened to take over, I would argue illegally, unjustly, and uh, not certifiably so from the Trump administration during COVID, they basically got exactly what they wanted. The Chinese Communist Party was probably the, gra the greatest victor of COVID-19 because their, their model in terms of how they responded to the pandemic sort of proved that state capitalism works because they were able to censor all their stories. You saw the mainstream media gushing about how they were able to, you know, suppress and control the spread of COVID-19 when in reality, the numbers were to totally bogus. But I think that's sort of the other key takeaway from COVID-19 is that, yes, the Chinese Communist Party had been making all the preparations on the gain-of-function research and the PLA-run biolaboratories, working with bat coronavirus strains, but and it's sort of the sister parallel pathway to that, they had also been making their inroads at these you know, globally influential organizations like the United Nations, but also going after leading voices here in the United States. And we saw how they were able to basically control a country from the inside out and make a country that was found, founded on the principles of freedom and liberty and not sacrificing those in the name of you know, public safety or public danger. Uh, to basically turning us into some iteration of the Chinese Communist Party. And believe me, once these American bureaucrats, although I think that's too euphemistic a term, they're apparatchiks, once they get this power, 
no way in hell are they giving it back. Um, and that's why they need a Biden, you know, second term and they don't want Trump to win because they know Trump is going to reverse that. And frankly, Steve, when you see that New York Times article and why you see them fretting about what Trump wants to do with the administrative state, because if he does nuke the administrative state, it's going to take a very long time for these people to be able to come back and exert the same influence that they did, because they certainly won't be able to get it through with the support of the American people because they never had their support. It was sort of a you know clandestine secret in the dark uh, operation to get this whole administrative state set up in the first place. So that's why they're so scared of Donald Trump. And of course the Chinese Communist Party uh, is too. We're gonna display this, we're gonna get into more of this tomorrow morning. Uh, until then, what's your social media, uh, Natalie? How do people get to you? Of course, Natalie G. Winters on all platforms. Natalie, thank you very much. Natalie will be joining us up nanking anchoring part of the coverage we're going to have in Bedminster tomorrow. We'll be back here at 10 o'clock. Remember, the afternoon shows are going to be in Bedminster. The Sound of Freedom, uh, we're going to have uh, Jim Caviso, have Ed Eduardo Vestigay, uh, and, of course, uh, Tim Ballard will be joining us. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. We'll pick it back up in the war room. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each Fruit and vegetable and field of greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take field of greens. Look, field of greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout 
for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.